0: your hour of thrive time begins now with your host jay mamey on the jay mamey talk show jay Mamie Talk show. welcome everyone once again to the jay mamey talk show my name is jay mamey and i'm very excited to have you join our show today you know today is going to be another fantastic show where we've got excellent guests lined up and if there's one thing that i hope that you are picking up from our show, and by the way, if this is your first time visiting our show today, then I want to personally thank you for taking the time to attend the show. Uh, It's very important to have new listeners always uh, plugging in and giving us a chance to to impress them with our content and and our conversations and our guests. You know, if you're visiting our show, then you need to know that our show is all about surviving to thriving. It's about going from a place where you are struggling and maybe things aren't going the way that you would want them to go. But you are so hungry and you're so driven to make things work that you are looking for that little extra edge of information, that little extra edge of knowledge, of content that can give you the ability to thrive. If you are Thrive Intended, then you've come to the right place because this is the next uh, this hour rather, will be the hour of Thrive Time. And you're going to find the content today, especially very, very helpful in the areas that we're going to chat about. But I want you to know that if you are new and if you've not had a chance to listen to our previous shows, then I, I, I encourage you to go to my website, the jmametalkshow.com, and click on to the archive section. And there you'll be able to find all of my archived episodes which continue the thread of thriving, because this is an hour of thrive time. And I'm excited that you've joined us. And for those of you that are visiting us again, thank you for coming back. Thank you for supporting the show. We are on a mission to make sure that we become not only one of the highest rated shows on radio, but a show that brings impact and influence and instruction uh, for you to be able to go to the next level, to the next version of who you are and who you want to be whether that's in business, whether that's in family, whether that's in academics and athleticism, whatever it is that you want to achieve. And this show will give you the material to help you do that if you are serious about thriving. So once again, thank you for being on the show. Uh, I want to let you know that today I'm excited because our guests are people that epitomize the theme of the show. And I'll get to the theme of the show in a minute. But we're going to hear from a former U.S. bobsledder, an Olympian bobsledder who broke uh, all Grounds, when she became the first female bobsledder in U.S. Olympic history, she's going to be on the show today. We're also going to hear from our business spotlight, someone else who epitomizes the, 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 the grit and grind that it takes in order to succeed, especially when you are creating a whole new way of thinking in business. And his facility, which is a facility that, that helps with uh, those that are dealing with memory care and a nursing home, and, and he's taken that to a whole new level. Uh, our business spotlight today will impress you with what he's been able to do in that arena. But I want to challenge you to understand that today's show is going to be about you and what you want to do in the next pursuit and the pursuit of the next level of who you are and why it takes what I want you to remember that it takes grit to get there. It takes grit. Now, I'm going to spend a few minutes with you, uh, hopefully, giving you some content and some, some really good. Th- uh, immaterial to think about. So that way, when you are looking at growing and thriving, that you examine yourself against the grit model that I'm going to, to share with you. And we've heard a lot about the word grit, right? It's not a new word, but I think that today, uh, it takes on a different meaning. And I want to share with you that the model that I have for grit, it's really an acronym that's going to help you understand how to implement this grit theme into your life. G-R-I-T, and I'm gonna explain that in a minute, uh, so that you could have a, a good way to remember the, the, the theme of grit and how you could apply it into your life. But I do wanna take a second before we, we begin to acknowledge that recently we had the passing of someone who I believe was uh, another example of, of grit and, and grind. Uh, Congressman John Lewis passed away recently, and he, here was a, a gentleman who served in Congress for 33 years. He was a civil rights leader, an icon in the civil right, uh, rights movement in the 60s and right throughout his entire career. And uh, whether or not you're of one persuasion or another, it really doesn't matter if you're this political persuasion or that political persuasion. Uh, it's irrelevant right now because what, what really matters most is looking at a man who was persistent, consistent, and dedicated to something he believed in. So one of the things you cannot take away from, uh, his 33 years of service, uh, again, regardless of whatever persuasion, uh, political persuasion you're a part of, the one thing you cannot take away from this man's life is that this brother was persistent, consistent, and he was committed to a cause and he fought his entire life and actually took beatings for it early, early on. My question to you is, do you currently are you currently involved in or are you standing for something that you're willing to go to the very end for it not just for a day not just for a week you know it's fashionable to get involved behind a movement for a day or two right it's pretty cool to go on facebook or social media and tag and and put up quotes and and momentary comments about uh, a current event and then forget about it the next day because you're on to the next thing it's easy to do that. It's easy to get excited about something that's, uh, that you're shooting for, a goal, or some pursuit. It's easy to get excited about that and passionate about that for a day or two, for a week or two, maybe a month, or maybe a year. But is your cause, is your uh, goal, is it worthy enough to, to absorb you, to consume you, to uh, require the very best of you for a long period of time? That's the question you have to ask yourself. But if that's the case and you do have something that can pull you into tomorrow, you've got something powerful that you are passionate about that you can stay uh, consistent, you can stay persistent, It, it drives you daily. Then can I encourage you to consider that one of the elements that you will have to embrace, one of the conditions you will have to accept if you're going to continue to be as consistent and persistent and that goal that you are achieving or that dream that you're achieving is that you're going to have to have grit. You're going to have to have grit. I've met with a lot of folks over the last 30 years of, of my entrepreneurial uh, career, my coaching career, my counseling career. And I can share with you one thing that the missing element sometimes, the missing characteristic, if you want if you, uh, uh, call it that as well, that is the reason why many good people, noble people with great causes fall short and fail is because they never achieved the level they never understand. They never embrace that. The real movement behind that cause behind that purpose, that, that driving force behind that goal has to come from a place where you, uh, embrace grit, understand it and embrace it. Now, if you have something to write with, now's a good time to write something. If you're driving somewhere, then you probably don't want to stop. Uh, You don't want to uh, write while you drive, but you may want to take a mental note. You may even want to pull over because sometimes a little bit of information you get from an unsuspecting source at an unsuspecting time could be the very thing that changes your life. And that's what this next uh, few minutes will do. I believe if you embrace the concept of grit, what does grit stand for? Jay Mamie's version of grit. It's really an acronym that I've created a few years ago, but boy, these four uh, letters that combined, comprise the word grit, it's really going to be a telltale sign for you if you are on the right track to see your goals and dreams and ambitions come to pass. Let me give you the first one. Grit, G-R-I-T, grit. Here's what you better have. You better have guts. You better have guts. Grit requires you, to have guts congressman john lewis he had guts our guests today they had guts see you have to be a gutsy person in the pursuit of whatever it is that you're pursuing that means you can't you can't be afraid of taking risks. you can't be afraid of what other people are going to say you can't be concerned with that you have to have the guts to see you through even if everybody else says you're crazy even if everybody else says you're wrong Do you have the guts to continue even when the chips are down? It takes guts. It also takes resolve. Resolve means that you will do it until. You will do it until the job gets done. Until there's no more you can do. Until you've exhausted yourself. Until you arrive or die trying uh, and that's uh, when I say die. I mean it. it could be physically and energy, uh, energy-wise. You're, you're just you're just dead. You've you've got no more to give. That's what resolve means. It means that whatever the issues and challenges are, it don't matter. I'm still going for it because I believe in this. I, you better have the intentions. You better be intentional about your actions. Intentional about your purpose. In other words, you can't get up in the morning with this massive goal and this massive dream and this massive agenda and sort of fly by the seat of your pants. It it won't work. You have to be intentional with your actions, intentional with your thoughts, intentional with your vision, intentional with who you surround yourself with, intentional with the books you read and the information that you allow yourself to, 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 uh, take in. You have to be intentional. If you're going to succeed and grit is a part of your life, that I intentional is critical you cannot wing it and expect to win. T, tact, tact. You could have guts, you could have resolve, and you could be intentional. But if you don't have a system, (laughs) if you are sloppy, if you don't have anything that requires you to follow something that gives you wisdom and a track to follow, If you're not tactful in your approach, you can still fail. So can I encourage you today? Let's take pages out of people that epitomize and have lived lives of grit because they have shown exemplary, uh, examples, incredible examples of guts resolve. They've been intentional with their decisions, their actions, their movements. They've been intentional with who they get around from day one. And number four, they've been tactful. They've had tact in their approach. They didn't wing it. They didn't have facet. They used wisdom to achieve that goal. I encourage you today, as we get our show started, this is the hour of thrive time to ask yourself, do you have what it takes? Do you have grit in your life? And if not here's a great way to get it. Guts resolve, be intentional, and have tact. Grit. Guys, right after our show, right after our segment, rather, we're going to come back with our first guest, and I'm excited to have her on the show. As you hear her story, you'll realize that she is the epitome, the poster child for grit. We'll be right back. J. Mamie writes in his latest bestseller, Battling Invisible Enemies, Facing Your Inner Struggles Head-On, that your potential to thrive will always be hindered if you're battling invisible enemies of worry, fear, doubt, and discouragement, but only stagger and stunt your focus, your energy, your creativity, and your joy. Go to TheJMamie.com for a copy of the book that many are calling a masterpiece, Battling Invisible Enemies, Facing Your Inner Struggles Head-On at TheJMamie.com. That's T-H-E-J-A-Y-M-A-Y-M-I dot com. Having a hard time finding commercial funding? Is this challenge stalling your business goals and dreams? Well, at JRF Financial, they specialize in getting your commercial funding challenges resolved because they work with the largest SBA lender in the country. They work with over 33 different types of alternative lending and can fund anything from equipment to real estate. Don't let funding challenges stop you. Call Justin Fry at 678-506-7567 or visit them at jrffinancial.com org
1: does that leaky faucet keep you up at night you're trying to work from home and maybe the toilet keeps running and you jiggle the handle but you can't get it to stop well now is the time to call benjamin franklin plumbing and right now if you give him a call at 866 the number four ben now you'll receive fifty dollars off any plumbing repair michael from desoto recently used the plumbers at benjamin franklin plumbing he said the plumber was thorough knowledgeable and friendly we will definitely use benjamin franklin again And don't forget, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing is the punctual plumber, so they will pay you $5 for every minute they're late, up to a $300 maximum. And you know, they don't want to pay that money out, so they will be there when they say they will be there. And if you're worried about your plumber following social distancing guidelines, all the plumbers at Benjamin Franklin Plumbing have been trained. They'll come wearing a mask, gloves, and those little booties that they put over their shoes, and they will make sure they stay six feet away from you. So book your appointment today at 866-4-BEN-NOW the number to get $50 $50 off any plumbing repair.
0: Welcome back to Thrive Time
1: with Jay Mamey,
0: Folks, welcome back to the Jay Mamey Talk Show. I hope that our first session was one of impact as we chatted a little bit about grit and what it takes to, to have that grit feel in your life. But our first featured guest of the show today is someone that, as I said earlier, if they were a poster child for the person who exemplifies grit, you would see Alexander Allred uh, on the face of that poster. <laughs> because here's a woman that became the first U.S. Olympic bobsledder, a first female when... Females were not allowed to be bobsledders in the U.S. Olympics. She broke ground in that arena. Her tenacity and her grit is what really put her in that great place to represent our country as the first female bobsledder. And she went on to become the actually the athlete of the year in in her sport for the Olympics. But what's amazing is she only found out later on as she competed in the U.S. Nationals that she did that while she was pregnant. That's a story all in and to itself, right? The ability to compete and uh, and and not knowing whether or not, not knowing that you're pregnant yet, still compete in a high level, competitive, uh, dangerous sport uh, where women were not allowed to compete, and not only qualify but compete and also do that while unbeknownst to you. Uh, being pregnant—it's an amazing story. That's why she's on the show today. She's also an author of a number of award-winning books. Her most recent book, "Operation Caregivers: uh, Life with Dementia," she'll share that story and why that's a passion of hers today. But she's been a real proponent of female athletes and representation of of, of female uh, athletes in the Olympics. She, she's been on a number of councils. You really have—you'd uh, have to look hard to find uh, to not to find her on broadcasts and publications and radio shows uh, as she shares her story of her life as an Olympic athlete. But also these days, she's campaigning and she's a a voice for for dementia. And she speaks on corporate stages, uh, bringing the awareness to the public of how important it is to not only focus on the, the care for those who have dementia, but certainly be able to improve the areas where uh, as a society, we can do a better job at caring for those who struggle with, the, with those illnesses. So I can't think of a better person, really, that epitomizes grit in our show than the, uh, the incredible Alexander Aldred. Alex, can I call you Alex?
2: Yes, please.
0: <laughs> Very good. Alex, you're an amazing person. Can you, uh, boy? first of all, thank you for taking time to be on the show. But can you share with our our listeners and our viewers today uh, a little bit about your story and and leave no detail out?
2: (laughs) Okay, well, we don't have time for that. (laughs) um, Yeah, you know, here's what I usually tell people is um, I I didn't grow up wishing to be a bobsledder. I, I didn't even really know the sport. I'd had my first child and um, I love sports. I always have loved sports. And I was sitting on the couch watching ESPN and I saw men's bobsledding. And I thought, man, this is the coolest sport I've ever seen. And so I waited for the women and I waited it. And when they didn't show, I kind of just, I just got curious and I investigated a little bit. And this is uh, (laughs) pre-Google. There wasn't, there, there really wasn't the internet then. And so I was just looking around and um, I couldn't find, come to find out women are not allowed in this sport. And to give a little more background, I used to, I'm a fourth degree black belt and I used to be a competitive fighter. So when I find out that they deemed that the sport was uh, too fast, too dangerous, and the sleds are too heavy, I'm thinking, you know, men all the time so I, I that that wasn't acceptable to me i was kind of obnoxious and i started this letter, letter, letter campaign and i was writing the the international olympic committee the ioc the u.s the bob said and i was I, I, sports illustrated and so one day i got a phone call and the u.s bob said federation called me and and basically said we're going to have our first trial um are you coming big mouth you know when you trash talk a lot you got to back it up Mm -hmm. and so yeah i was literally on the phone with a baby on my hip and i said i'll be there and hung up the phone and thought and so you know if you don't if you've never been in the sport and you don't even understand dynamics or or how a sled even works it's a little daunting i mean how do you start training but i did and um the long story made short there is I just kept going to the camps and I just kept uh, making each cut. And I will tell you this I, I teach college, uh, I'm a, an adjunct professor. And I, I always tell my students that be, at the beginning of every semester, I tell them the story that there were two Duke University heptathletes there. They were Amazon phenomenal. And I remember at the end of one of the camps, that they had up in Lake Placid New York they got cut and I still made it and I'm thinking I'm still getting back in shape from having a baby how did how did they get cut and I found out later on from the coaches because I didn't understand the sport I was always going to the sled shed and I was finding out the steering mechanism and the the runners those are the blades under a bobsled I was learning how to to stand properly, stand the, the runners and all that kind of stuff. And the coaches saw that and that's why I made it to the, the U.S. Nationals. And then of course I ultimately won U.S. Nationals. And as you said, um, that's when I knew I was pregnant. And so it's, um, it's a little as well as to, to, to be in that petition when you're pregnant and as I, you, you mentioned, and I got to tell you, I, I love how you broke that down and, um, the, the last one, especially tact, there's got to be a plan there. And mm-hmm. so for me, finally pregnant, I began working with, um, he's a renowned researcher and he, he does, um, heptathletes, mm-hmm. track athletes, marathon runners all the time. He'd never had a bobsledder who had. And so he brought me in and I became his poster child for that kind of training. So I had, I had a lot of confidence there and I found out that when you're pregnant, you have a hormone that's a steroids. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when I won, the rest of my teammates were like, No fair, she's on steroids. <laughs> so but that, that's kind of how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, I won. So I won US nationals and the and sports was there and did a whole story. And that I didn't I had no clue. That was just the beginning of what the fight to be. And that there, there's your resolve because, uh, then when I made the team, I'm standing there and the head of the Bob Federation, he's since retired, but he leaned over and he was smiling in the camera, he leaned over to me and he said, you know, this means nothing. Women are never going to get in the Olympics. Mm. And I remember just sitting there thinking, man, you don't even know who you're talking to. And if I hadn't had resolve until that moment, brother, I got it then. And so they kept throwing things in our face, like um, there are no bylaws. You can't even let you have bylaws. So I wrote them. Well, there had to be eight teams around the world, eight countries around the world before the IOC will even look at you as competition. So I started, I started tracking other countries and trying to invite the Canadians and the Latvians and the Russians and the Japanese, the Germans could to uh, to get in and join us, and then um, they would give us the worst equipment in the world. I actually drove a sled that someone had spray painted, helped me on the cowling. <laughs> and uh, but you know, no matter how bad it got, there was a core of us, and we just dug in. And the worse they made for us, the the harder we dug in. And um, yeah, so I love your grit. That was awesome.
1: What did it but feel that like? that's
2: pretty much how I got in.
0: Well, you know, that, that's just, uh, that's the epitome, right? That's, that's the sort of the playbook for what can create in someone that, uh, that determination, that sense of resolve. It's when you're not either given options. Uh, in other words, someone says you can't do it or chances are you won't succeed. And you're, if you're passionate about something, uh, then your passion will be tested if your options run out. Because you're either going to cave in and coalesce with uh, whatever you're being told you cannot do, or you're gonna figure out a way to make it happen, even when they tell you that it's probably not gonna happen. That's exactly what happened to you, isn't that true?
2: Oh, absolutely. And it's a scary sport. I, I will tell you that people always ask me if it was scarier to be a bobsledder or to be a tournament fighter. And I hands down, it's far it's far scarier to to do bob studying and then get into a ring with someone who's going to punch you and kick you in the face because you know you you don't know have to train for that but when you're going down you when you're going down a track that you're just kind of learning you're in a new country and you're just learning the track and the curves and you go miles an hour in a piece of equipment that you're not very familiar with that's terrifying and i for me one of the hardest things was watching friends that i'd made not just on my team but around the world and then you, you'd hear it on the intercom and there was a crash. And the next thing you know, so-and-so from Canada or so-and-so from Switzerland is, has been helicoptered to a hospital and they have all kinds of broken bones. And now when I came back, when I was on the World Cup, uh, two years later, I had a toddler in it. And every time, and one of my teammates got a crash and she broke her um, clavicle and tore, tore ligaments in her sternum. And she also had a baby, and I just remember she was crying so hard, and we were all thinking it's so much pain. And the first thing she said was, "I'm not going to be able to pick up my my kid." And the, after that, oh man, every it's you know you have to learn to shut that stuff out of your head before you get into the bobsled because it's hard not to think about your babies. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, but and then back to your grid intention. So that's when I dug into my you, where were you in 1998 by the way because I could have used that grid Um, (laughs) but the the intention um, I made a game plan I told myself I'm gonna stay in this sport until I know that women are allowed in the Olympics and and that that was my intention I had a game plan so no matter after that no matter the injuries the crashes and I had plenty of crashes uh, I knew I was staying in until I got my fellow sisters into the uh, Olympic games. So,
0: so great. Alex here it is. So Alex, let me ask you in, in the last couple of minutes of this uh, this particular s- segment here, because we're gonna bring you into the next segment, because I do wanna hear your story now regarding your, your passion towards uh, dementia awareness. I think that's a very important uh, topic today. Uh, but what would you say to that young female or young male or young athlete uh, or a person who, maybe it's not an athletic pursuit, maybe it's an academic pursuit, and they, they do find that the challenges ahead of them are staunch, uh, but uh, they're, they're passionate about making something happen. What message would you say, would you share to those individuals that I'm, I promise you, some of them are listening to this show right now, what would you say to them?
2: And Jay, that's such a great question. And you know this, you and I have talked many times before this. I know you're an athlete, so I know even from a or non-athletic standpoint, I always tell my students, think like an athlete or think like a champion. And that at the end of the day, no one is gonna champion you more than you. They won't. Mm-hmm. As much as your parents love you, as much as your coach believes in you, as much as your boss thinks that you're amazing, no one's gonna champion you like you. And so if you don't absolutely believe in yourself, it's pretty hard to make it happen. That's, that's, see, that's what I always tell my students is you have to start finding a way to believe in yourself because it's, it's always going to fall flat. Like you said, the tact. if you don't have, if you don't have that tact, then it's, it's
0: going to fall flat great words of wisdom you have to think like a champion and if no one else is going to be a cheerleader you've got to be your greatest cheerleader even if no one else decides to support you you've got to be your best supporter so you've got to be your first champion you've got to be your first cheerleader and you have got to be your biggest supporter if no one else around you will join you in that journey guys on the second segment when we return we're going to hear the movement that uh, alexandra that alex i keep saying Alexandra, alex Uh, is now has been involved in for quite a while from personal experience from uh, dealing with her parents um, who went through the the struggle of dementia. She has now launched a whole new uh, campaign and initiative to help uh, the public become more aware of why that illness needs to be looked into further, but more importantly, how the care is so critical for those who are struggling with it and caregivers as well who are responsible uh, to care for those individuals. We'll hear all about that when we come back from the break.
3: Are you looking for the very best in senior care, but also safety against coronavirus? I'm Godwin Dixon, co-founder and co-creator of Teresa's House Assisted Living and Memory Care at Craig Ranch McKinney. We designed Teresa's House to be the very best, with state-of-the-art air safety features and 24/7 on-site nursing and fun activities in a beautiful and home-like setting. Teresa's House is perfect. Call us today at 972-747-8033 or visit us at Teresa'sHouse.com to learn more. Teresa's House, just like home,
0: only better. Are you looking for ways to support your immune health? Are you wanting to cleanse and detoxify your body for ultimate health and wellness? Well, First Fitness Nutrition has the solution. They offer all-natural vegan and vegetarian, herbal wellness and cleansing products so you can start taking control of your health and wellness. First Fitness Nutrition is a Dallas-based company, a leader in the industry for over 30 years. To learn more about their safe an effective health and wellness product, go to firstfitness.com or call 800-621-4348 today. Again, firstfitness.com or call 800-621-4348.
3: Home sweet home. People are putting time and energy and money into their homes right now.
1: There's no better place to put it. And as a result
3: of all that effort, yes, a lot of junk needs to disappear.
1: Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK.
3: We make junk disappear. All you have to do, his point.
1: You won't just be
3: saying home sweet home anymore. You'll be saying extremely very sweet, big, open, spacious, sparkling, junk-free home. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK or visit one 800 got
4: These are worrisome times, causing a lot of stress and concern. And being in debt to the IRS can certainly make matters worse. Thankfully, there's good news. Optima Tax Relief can help you resolve your tax debt over the phone and online. Don't go it alone. Optima's tax professionals can reduce the stress in your life by helping to resolve your IRS problems. Right from the comfort of your own home. Optima is America's most trusted tax resolution firm, having resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. And their award-winning team is ready to help you online and over the phone, even during these uncertain times. They'll stand between you and the IRS and fight to get you the best deal possible. All it takes is one call to start the process. Optima's tax associates are standing by. Take the first step towards putting your tax problems to rest. Call now for a free consultation. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
0: Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie, and we wrapped up this last segment with Alexander Allred with a phenomenal story of, of grit and her real... Uh, approach towards not accepting no as an answer and when doors close finding another way to get in in our last segment we left off where Alex was going to come back and begin to share with us her story uh, and her plight towards the awareness of dementia and Alzheimer's and how her personal experiences dealing with her parents has really brought to her attention the need for more awareness and how to handle and work with those that struggle with this ailment Unfortunately, guys, Alexander was calling us from her home in the Colorado mountains. So the reception, as you probably picked up, was not the greatest. Uh, so she was not able to finish the second segment. But we promised to have her back in the future because her story is so compelling that it needs to be told. And what she's doing right now to champion the cause of Alzheimer and dementia awareness and really working with those facilities that can provide excellent care for the senior community that is experiencing challenges uh, with these ailments, it's its a story that has to be told. And what she's doing across the board uh, in, on many different platforms is honorable. It's certainly noble, and it has to be shared. Her experience is just wonderful. And she actually had a conversation with our business spotlight, which will be coming up on the next segment. And they had such a great conversation. And her insight and and perspective on what he is doing is very important to to be heard from someone who is in the know with what's happening in the senior care community, and I know many of you have uh, struggled with that with your own personal, uh, with your parents and maybe personally struggling now as a caregiver. Uh, you need to really hear her story and what she's doing with her books and and her programs and her initiatives to help those of you who are struggling with uh, and are dealing with this current situation at the moment. So we'll have her back in the future. But I want to pick up where we left off in the last segment, because if, if there was ever a place to pick up a theme, boy, is that a place to pick up a theme when we left off speaking about what she introduced, which is what she shares with her students as a professor. She shared that her message to her students has a lot to do With If no one else acknowledges the champion in you, then you've got to be the first one to acknowledge that. And I piggybacked off that message by letting you know in the last segment that, yeah, I I, I agree with the fact that if you are going to be someone that is uh, uh, thrive-minded, then the realization that you may not— and I repeat, you may not find others that support you in your mission. You may not find others that support you in your journey. In fact, opposition is easy to find when you step out in, in faith and you step out in courage and you step out to do anything that is out of the ordinary. You will always find opposition ready at the helm to knock you down, to discourage you, to uh, disappoint you in ways that will uh, that can, rather, put a pause on your movement, put a pause on on your your ability to follow, follow those dreams. So here's my message with regards to that. As Exactly as Alexander said, someone who knows a lot about adversity, knows a lot about opposition, uh, as you heard in her first segment, you have to become your greatest cheerleader if no one else will. If there's no one else out there that will be your cheerleader, that will get behind you, that will encourage you and motivate you, then you've got to be the greatest motivator. You've got to be your own personal cheerleader if nobody else will. If no one else is going to support you in your endeavors, then you've got to become your greatest supporter. And at the end of the day, isn't that what matters most? Isn't what matters most the person who stares right back at you when you look in the mirror and how that person sees that person? Isn't that really what's going to be your ultimate driving force is what you see in yourself and how you can pull yourself up when no one else is willing to lend you a hand? Guys, I can tell you from personal experience that there have been many things over the last 35 years of my entrepreneurial experience that I have attempted and tried, and not every single time that I have the support or the encouragement or uh, the cheerleading that I I would have liked to have had, Uh, but I knew that at the end of the day, the dream that was deposited in me, the ambition that I was able to fertilize had to be watered by me. If you have a dream, if you have an ambition, if you have a goal, and whatever that may be, for Alex it was to be the first female bobsledder. If you have a dream or a goal, then ultimately you're the one that has to fertilize that dream. You're the one that has to uh, foster it, fertilize it, and water it while others come along, if they ever do, to help you water it as well. But you've got to be the fertilizer. You've got to be the one to water it. You've got to be the one that continues to uh, cultivate it because that dream, that goal, that ambition, that desire was given to you so that you could see it through. Does that make sense? So if no one else sees that goal, no one else sees your vision, no one else sees your dream, or no one else comes alongside you to pump you up, to prep you, uh, to inspire you, to cheerlead you. Uh, then at the end of the day, folks, you've got to be the one that does it on your own because it was a dream, a vision given to you and no one else. That desire that Alex had early on to to prove that a female can participate in one of the, the hardest and most difficult sports to compete in, the most dangerous sports, one of the most dangerous sports to compete in in bobsledding, Uh, That dream, that desire was not going to be taken away by anyone else. It certainly was not going to be diminished because she didn't have the support. In fact, she bucked at the resistance that she found herself having early on uh, to to the point that she reached out to whoever she had to reach out to in order to get herself in that place in front of the people so she can prove that her dream and her desire was worth pursuing. She became her greatest cheerleader. She became her greatest supporter. She became her greatest champion um, before anybody else did. Then the rest of the folks followed, as is the case with her books and all of the accolade and, and praise that she received as soon as she competed in the Olympics and had success there as well. So let me ask you, as we think about this for a minute and and get prepared for our business spotlight, someone else who had a dream and a vision and uh, he became his own champion. Him and his partner became their own champion. And now, the fruits of that, uh, that fertilizing of that dream is now coming to pass. And you'll hear his story when we uh, get to our next section here with our business spotlight. It's a wonderful story and a wonderful cause that they're doing. But let me ask you, what dream, what desire, what goal, what plan, what vision are you right now fostering, fertilizing? that needs your greatest, that the greatest support above anybody else has to come from you and needs to come from you. What dream and what goal and what desire are you fostering right now that maybe possibly others have not bought into it? You're not having the support that you thought you would have. You're not having the uh, the people come around you as you thought they would. In fact, the truth of the matter is, guys, if you ever tried anything in life, if you've ever tried anything in life that is out of the norm, most people, uh, a lot of the people that you think will support you, a lot of the people that you think will come around you are usually the ones that don't, right? <laughs> if you've ever tried something, counting on those that are your friends, family, colleagues, and, uh, and, and, and looking at, their support as, as integral, you find out oftentimes it's just not there. So what do you do when the people that you thought would be around you are not? Well, that's when you've got to pick yourself up from your bootstraps, buy enough into your dreams that you become your greatest cheerleader, your greatest supporter, and you continue to fertilize your own dreams. So can I challenge you as we wrap up this segment here? Can I challenge you to take a page out of our last guest and the ability for her to have not only grit but be tenacious and above all become her greatest cheerleader become her greatest supporter consider herself a champion long before anyone else saw her as a champion i want you to take a page out of that and whatever it is that you are struggling with whatever it is that you are uh, just surviving with that you want to achieve that level of of success and and be in a place where you're thriving Whatever it is that you are embarking on right now, whatever it is you're in the middle of right now, and you know what I'm talking about. I'm probably talking to some of you right now. I want you to understand that above anyone else, you need to believe in yourself and you need to become your greatest supporter, your greatest cheerleader, your greatest backer. You need to see yourself as a champion long before anybody else will recognize you as one. Because if you don't see yourself as a champion long before the awards, long before the trophies, Long before the recognition is given to you, then you'll have a much harder time becoming one because the greatest person you've got to convince that you are a champion and that you are worthy of the accolade and you are worthy of the praise is you. And the toughest person that you will always have to deal with is yourself. It's easy to deal with the public, but the toughest person that you've got to convince that is worth it, that is desiring of success, that is made for success, and that can be whatever that person decides to be and see themselves as a champion first is you. Can you see how the concept of grit plays a major factor in this? Can you see how amping up the grit model in your life uh, is important? Having the guts to go for something that is unusual, and then the resolve to see you through And then creating a system where you have to be intentional to achieve those actions and collect the resources and have the plans in place in order to see you through. And then the tact, the tact that allows you to know that you are on track, a system that allows you to measure whether or not you are doing something with wisdom, surrounding yourself with people that can pour Uh, wisdom and and acknowledgement and guidance into your life can help you achieve that success ratio, that success goal a lot faster. But it won't work if you're not your first believer. Guys, when we come back in our next segment, we're going to hear from a champion uh, in the senior care community, uh, Godwin Dixon, one of the co-founders and co-owner of uh, co-owners of Teresa House here in Craig Ranch McKinney has really taken the senior care community to a whole other level. And you'll hear his story when we come back after the break are you ready to buy a home but have been turned down from another lender or just don't know where to begin? Don't give up on your dream your local Texas team at Angel Oak Home Loans may have the perfect solution for you they offer traditional loans and a portfolio suite of products to help customers with financing needs. Contact your Angel Oak Home Loans Texas team today. Visit DonnieWalton.com or call them 214-280-5716 not a commitment to lend all loans are subject to credit approval NMLS 685842 Equal Housing Lender. My friends did you know that if you only have state minimum coverage and you total a really nice car that you may not have enough coverage and you could be sued by the insurance company? That's right. Not all coverage is the same. And it's absolutely necessary to work with an insurance agency that has your best interest at heart. That's where Texas Edge Insurance comes in. Not only are they trusted experts, but as an independent agency, they have access to over 30 well-respected companies to get you the right coverage. So if insurance peace of mind is what you seek, call Texas Edge Insurance at 817-406-2929 or visit them at texasedgeagency.com.
4: The following takes place at Milestone Air Conditioning.
3: So, you're saying I'm being replaced in the ads?
0: No. No, We
3: want to keep you in the Milestone ads. Okay, then what is she doing here? Mark, this is Madison with Quality Control. We've asked her to join you in the ads. Hello, Mark. Hello, Madison. See? See? This is already great. But why do we need another person? We just feel it would provide a little more balance. Actually, it's your look. My look? Well... Our research indicates that large, bald men are intimidating. I'm too large? No, no, robust. I'm intimidating? Well, not your voice. True. He sounds like, you know, if a pigeon could talk. I'm a fat, bald pigeon? It's endearing. Exactly. Okay, let's take five, and then you, two can tell everyone about Milestone's second-to-none air conditioning services. Okay? Great. <sighs> Great. Got an AC problem? Get Milestone. Online at callmilestone.com.
0: Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I hope you enjoyed our last segment with Alexandra Allred. And if you haven't had a chance to look her up already, make sure you look her up and look up her books. They're on Amazon. And uh, certainly her information is uh, available on on any social media site, but you can find her also at her website. I encourage you to go look her up. But a perfect segue into our business spotlight today is someone that really has taken the mantle himself with his co-founders to be able to provide quality care to a senior community. And I was so impressed with Godwin Dixon when I heard him on a previous podcast that I co-chair that I co-host and I heard his story and I heard his heart and I heard his thoughts and his vision uh and I thought to myself this is a great man who's doing great things in a very needed time so I reached out to him and asked him to be here as a business spotlight I think very quickly you'll find out why I had him uh uh, as a guest on the show, uh, I, on my, on my list of guests to, to be on the show, it'll be very obvious in a minute when you have a chance to hear from him. So Godwin, my friend, Godwin Dixon, he's the co-founder and the co-owner of Teresa's house, uh, here in, Ran- in Craig ranch McKinney. It's a state of the art facility, which, uh, uh, just had its grand opening. So we're very excited to have him on the show. Godwin, mm-hmm. welcome to the show.
3: Glad to be here. Thanks, Jay. And yes, we are actually moving our first residence in today,
0: so it's pretty darn exciting. Congratulations. All the more reasons why you should not have been on the show today, but we appreciate that you took time to be on it. (laughs) We thank you for it.
3: Fortunately, I have a wonderful partner in Teresa Whittington, and she is uh, handling the shop right now, and I'm going to be joining her as soon as we're done here.
0: Well, you let's start there. Tell me a little bit about your business partner, Ter, uh, partner Teresa, uh, who's the, uh, whom the business is actually named after.
3: Teresa is incredible. Uh, she's a registered nurse, BSN. Uh, she and I have worked together now for, good gosh, almost 25 years. And uh, we have run some of the largest communities in Dallas. And she had said, God, if we ever want to do this really, really well, we have to do it in a small setting. Because in a small setting we can focus, we can individualize the care, we can really personalize the care, and she actually sketched this idea out for me on a piece of paper uh, back in the late '90s. And so mm-hmm. as we got going, uh, it was clear that it needed to be named after her. Teresa Whittington is an incredible person, and uh, I couldn't couldn't ask for a better better partner, business
0: partner on this. Well, kudos to Teresa. <laughs> Kudos to Teresa. But, but Godwin, let me ask you, though, you have run some of the largest and, and highest rated senior facilities in your own career. Why didn't you build something big for your own senior care community and instead choose a, uh, a house model?
3: So again, uh, so Teresa and I led the Presbyterian system in Dallas, I was the CEO there for 17 years. She also was involved with two other very large not for profits. Before that, we had um, been in the for profit world. But at the end of the day, um, everybody would like to stay at home. The problem is being home by yourself is not good for you. And nobody's home is built for senior care. And so what she and I have come up with is a house built for seniors. Uh, Our memory care house has 16 rooms. Our two assisted living houses have 12 rooms. Kind of picture a sorority house, fraternity house, though, for seniors. It has enough people living there that you have good interaction. You can have fun activities, but it's small enough that it actually feels like home. And these really are beautiful homes built for seniors uh, and they really came out first class. We're really, really pleased with them. And, and the whole model just works so much better.
0: Now I understand you have a number of safety features built into Teresa's house. Uh, and the fellow named Fred Worley, who's a recently retired lead architect for Texas long-term care, uh, regulatory, he's called it the safest senior care community in Texas. So tell us what makes Fred an authority on this and what makes your community so safe?
3: So Fred is somewhat of a legend in our field. Uh, Every time you build a community, the design has to go in front of Fred or it did. He was the lead architect. He retired after 30 years at the state of Texas. So he knows the design of pretty much every community in Texas. Uh, So why did he call ours the safest? Well, you have to understand, Teresa and I uh, did not build this as a traditional senior care uh, community uh, for healthcare people. And we had seen the flu go through a senior care community. uh, And so we built in a number of health of of air quality features and uh, clean air uh, programs. Then when coronavirus came, we actually added some additional ones, including UV lighting in our main heating and air conditioning systems. We can actually set up any single room to where we can isolate a virus in that room, so it should not we have put in a great many safety features here. Again, we did those to keep the flu from being an issue, Mm -hmm. and then we upgraded them for coronavirus and uh, this building was built to be incredibly safe.
0: That, see, that's exactly what people want to hear, God, when they want to hear that this type of care and concern uh, and detail is taken into facilities where their loved ones are going to be uh, living. And I think individually, those who, do, who are looking for a place like this uh, to to live and, and spend um these senior uh, years, these, this wonderful season of life, this is what they are interested in knowing. And that's why there's such a buzz about your facility that you're giving so much thought to these details. But part of the details also in running a great facility, as, as we've heard now in New York, uh, you know, I'm from New York and New York has had its own challenges and residential facilities with poor staff and untrained staff, how important is having the right staff, uh, a component of success, not only in, in care and in senior care, but certainly in your facility?
3: Staff is everything. Uh, if you, you can have the prettiest building, it doesn't matter if you don't have the right staff. Uh, and I worked as an orderly, and Teresa was a floor nurse. And so we understand that from the ground up. We understand that many times staff that will smile and schmooze when administration is around uh, may sit down and not do anything when there's not somebody watching. And so we are very selective about our staff. We put together very good compensation packages, actually uh, cut back on our profits so we could make sure that we could hire the very best. We had over 200 people apply for our positions as word got out that we were coming online and then we ended up um uh, interviewing the top 70 of those and only choosing the best 24 and we put together a outstanding team because here again you can have a beautiful building but if you don't have top staff the rest doesn't matter and we have a top staff of competent caring and highly trained professionals we're really excited about this group
0: how important and i i heard you mention this on the podcast and it it was great information because I, uh, I, I didn't be I, I wasn't aware that there is a difference between those who can administer medications and those who cannot and those that are certified and licensed to do it and those that are not. And many facilities I would propose and believe that are not practicing uh, the handling of medications by those that are licensed to do so or degreed to do so. How important is that and how have you taken care of that in your facility?
3: Uh, Jay, that's a great question. And that's unfortunately one of the challenges is that assisted living is lightly regulated in Texas and you are not required to have nurses after hours. You're not required to have nurses, period. Many communities don't have a nurse after hours, almost never in deep night. Uh, You are not required to have state certified, trained people passing medications. So in many a community, you have what's called caregivers and med techs which is a term which basically means they have no state sanctioned training we don't believe in that Uh, we all of our staff all of our medications are handled either by licensed nurses or state certified medication assistants Uh, all of our nursing assistants are state certified and we have nurses on-site 24 hours around the clock uh, not doing that leads to a lot of medication errors and a frail elderly person can't handle to have their, their medications messed up. They need nurses observing them. They need they need the right care. So we have a level of professionalism that you're not going to find in too many other communities, but we believe that's the right thing because we believe very strongly that you've entrusted your loved one with us. We need to do a great job with them.
0: The, the importance of that, folks. If, if those of you that are listening or watching the show uh, have not really experienced have a loved one at a senior care facility, I can share with you that there are unfortunately horror stories that I have personally been uh, uh, experienced to with friends of mine who have had parents uh, lose their life, uh, quite frankly, at at poor care, uh, especially these last 90 days. And it's tragic, it's awful. So staffing is so important and knowledgeable, degreed, certified staffing is so important and i think a lot of folks don't uh, really appreciate uh, that when they're looking for facilities Uh, but also taking time in other words having those residents uh, have time spent with them is also very important so i understand your staffing model dixon is different and your caregivers are able to give a lot more time to to your residents could you tell us a little more about that
3: sure and uh, i had to uh send a quick text there because we're doing construction. I'm actually uh, (laughs) shooting this from our second building and uh, they were drilling something right next to us here. Uh, But let's drill down to staffing. Uh, I can tell you that uh, our staffing model is different. One of the things that Teresa and I have seen is that you need staff that can actually focus and engage and get to know our seniors. And so we have done the universal worker concept We have certified nursing assistants, certified medication assistants and degreed caregivers working with our residents with a ratio of, depending on the time of day, uh, breakfast one to three, uh, during the day one to four, one to five, and at night one to six, one to eight. But the prime times were about one to five because at that point we can really focus on your loved one. We can get to know them. Uh, The staff that have done this model have said they love it. They actually know their residents. They're not in a hurry to get out the door because of everybody else needing them. They can actually spend the time, discover what that that person needs and get them taken care of. And then in turn, they say it's a lot less stressful on them. That's why they got into the field in the first place and less stressed staff stay with you. Uh, Anybody who has had a loved one in senior care knows that turnover can be a real problem. Uh, we've got a very stable group here and a much, much better model, which works well for the seniors and for the residents. And interestingly, Jay, when we've talked to seniors about this model, they love it because what they've said is that at my age, whether that's 80 or 85, trying to track 50 to 60 people in a community is too many. But having 12 to 16, they can get to know that many and become friends. Uh, And with the staff, the staff actually have time for them. And that makes all the difference uh, at any time, especially during this time of coronavirus, where we've got restrictions on visitation. We actually have a best friends model where our staff uh, are the best friends for our residents. And they do give them that engagement connection. And you can only do that when you staff well with the right people.
0: Godwin, so right now, as I wrap up this show, I know there's probably people that are thinking to themselves, this is a facility worthwhile exploring. Where could you, uh, where could people find more information about Teresa's house and what'd be the best way to even, uh, have a chance to really determine if this is the right place for them?
3: So, uh, our website is Teresa's Uh, that's T E R E S A S Teresa's Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at Teresa's house, Craig ranch, McKinney so you can track us down either one of those ways and we'd love to bring you out give you a tour the nice thing is that uh, our first building memory care is uh, accepting residents today but we have two assisted living buildings that we can still give tours on and we still have availability in in all of our settings and we'd love to show folks firsthand what makes this model so different and we believe so much better for the seniors that we have the honor of caring for
0: well, I can tell you that Alexandra Allred, who you've had a chance to chat with already, has given uh, glowing reviews and just wonderful comments and feedback. Just based on the conversation she's had with you, and her doing her own uh, 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 inspection as well, so uh, she's already a fan of the of, of Teresa's house, and that says a lot about her, who's in tune with facilities around the country. Godwin, I want to thank you for being on the show. I appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, Congratulations again with your grand opening, and we're going to have you back one day soon. Jay. appreciate it. Thank you.